It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack Kig. I am your host, and uh, well, we're starting a whole new year here, and uh, it's just so much fun to do what I do, and I just appreciate you so much for tuning in. This is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive, and well. We talk about the church, and that's been my theme for some almost 20 years now. We talk about the church. This is show number 1059. And uh, we have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And I think that I'm going to start a new tradition on the show. I think that every year for the first show, I'm going to have Paul Bass on the show. Oh, boy. That's my guest. Oh, boy. (laughs) I just happen to have him in the studio with us right now. If you don't know who Paul Bass is, uh, for a long time, he was the manager of the Christian uh, television station here in Tallahassee. How long were you the manager there, brother? I was there uh, almost seven years. Seven years. And now he's moved on up to the Capitol. (laughs) I don't know what he does up there, but he does something, and it's important. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I do similar things there for for the Capitol. Because you're make videos and yeah, you're a techie, right? I mean, a little bit, you know. You just get into all that uh, stuff. Content creator, you know, right? produce you know now what drove you to that what 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 is it about you that makes you fascinated about that type of thing i don't know pastor really you know you play a lot of gospel and when i was a little kid you know i have that that little story of having that little radio that little transistor radio Uh you know yeah and i will tell you that I mean, I may get a little bit deep here, but my brother, I had one brother who, who was very um, rebellious. Okay. <laughs> and so he got all into the rock and roll scene and everything like that. And I, I said, I don't want anything to do. Whatever it is that turned him into that, you know, because I, I saw my brother go from one thing to, to becoming a different person. And I said... I would listen to something else, you know, and so I started just, you know, just churning and trying to get some station on there, and I would hear uh, country and some country gospel, you know, and things like that, and and I would just listen to it, and I don't know, it just got one of those things where I would listen to the DJs and things, and it's like, I couldn't figure out what it what I was going to do for a living, I guess. And so I, I said, well, I'm going to go to this small Christian college and I could be a, you know, I could be a Christian like DJ or something, you know, and it really didn't materialize that way, but that's what I've been in radio and video and things like that. Did you you just, just like radio? Yeah, I I like radio. Because there's something about being in your car and you're driving on the road and you're you're hearing somebody talking. They're like they're in the car with you. Yep. And you just you just develop a uh, just a relationship with people and the music and all that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I I still think about days driving down US 62 from Cynthiana out toward Claysville, my 1965 Chevrolet Impala, WCYN Mm. (laughs) AM. 
listen yeah, to yeah am what they call oldies now yeah right <laughs> you know, but that was the music of my my day mm-hmm. and i uh you know beatles and, and elvis and, and, and uh dion and all that you know the fats domino mm-hmm. <laughs> all that music that was playing in my car yeah and, and when i hear that type of music it takes me right back <laughs> to 17 17 18 16 years of age Driving down the road by 65 Chevy. <laughs> right. And, and uh, you remember those songs. And I, probably when they come on, you kind of get a vision. If you're like me, you get a vision for where you were sure, when you heard absolutely. that song. Yeah. 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 And maybe even what I was thinking at the time. Right. <laughs> or right. how it affected me. Or feeling. Me. Yeah. yeah. How it affected me. Yeah. And of course, the gospel music is the same way with me. Yeah. Uh, I love gospel music because of the content, a lot of the words. Mm hmm. But I love the music. I love the, you know, the, the, as I say, a lot of times when I do the, sh- the music shots, I love the steel guitar, the banjos, mandolins, the, the fiddles, the whole whole thing. I love all of that music because it just works for me. Mm. Um, and then the, some of the words that are just so meaningful to me. Right. Now, I know uh, a new generation has come along, and they, they like their music a little bit more contemporary. Which is fine with me, but it doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the twang. <laughs> my, my wife says, why do you like to listen to that old twangy stuff? I say, well, it's just good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's the thing about it is that I love radio because I've always, it's just always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the little transistor. Yeah. You know, my mama got one from, uh, she Top value stamps. Do you remember top value? Yes, stamps? yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She she got this. Uh, well, I don't know where you, where did you get the top value stamp from from the grocery store? There I was different. There was gas station, yeah, you know, yeah. and a grocery store. Yeah. So she, I think, Winn Dixie was the one that did it near us. Okay, so she bought this little white square transistor radio mm-hmm. and i love that little thing. man that sounds like the one i'm talking about <laughs> right now and i would listen to uh, to nascar uh whatever whatever yeah. whatever because we we lived about 70 miles of cincinnati and so you know, uh wlw 700 that's that's a blowtorch you can get that thing anywhere and but one of the the fondest memories that i have of, of radio is Back, uh, I grew up in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and the Sweet 16 basketball tournament, boys' basketball tournament, was, is huge in Kentucky. And yeah. I think it was around 1967, the two teams that were playing was uh, a little town called Erlington, mm-hmm. which is in Harding County, just a little bitty school. That school was going to close the next year. Hmm. They were playing against Covington Catholic, which is right down there near the river. And I'm upstairs in our old house with a blanket over me <laughs> mm. so I could hear <laughs> right, and listen to that ball game. And Erlington won that thing on a buzzer beater at <laughs> <by> one point. <laughs> and you still remember <laughs> oh, this it day. Was one of the greatest times of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but that's what radio would, would do. Right. Did yeah. you have that little uh, earpiece that was that one Did single have, one that no. stuck right in there and got no. earwax on it? I no. think I think I'm, we're ahead of that. I, I, it probably was around. We didn't have them yeah. where I grew up. I just had the little radio to my ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we'd take it out to, now I'm going to use an expression that you won't understand, but it's called the stripping room. Mm-hmm. Now, the stripping room in Kentucky is where you strip tobacco. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And we'd have it up on a little shelf. My grandfather there. was a tobacco farmer. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's one of the reasons that has brought me to radio because mm-hmm. I understand how much it affects people 
Mm-hmm. When I have people send me little emails and they call me and stuff like that, they say, oh, Pastor King, I'm, I'm shut in. You just don't know what your program means to me, especially on the Gospel Sing show. And I said, well, yeah, I do understand. Yeah. Because I've been there. <laughs> right. And then another thing, am, am I talking too much here? No. No, no, no. <laughs> when in our family, we had some something come up, let's put it that way, and it was kind of devastating for the whole family. Mm. And uh, now this was television more than radio, but he also had a radio and television ministry, uh, a guy by the name of Dr. Warren Walker hmm. out of Cincinnati. He so ministered to my mother during that time. My mother actually wrote him letters, and he corresponded back and forth with us. And I saw how that affected her. It's, and, and now, I mean, I'm on my daily broadcast, I'm all over the world with a, on Praise Radio. Yeah. And I get emails from people from countries all over the country, all over the world. That was going to be a question that I was yeah. going to ask you. Where, what countries have you heard from? Africa, uh, wow. several African, uh, uh, Australia, for some reason. I'm, I'm, I'm big in Australia. <laughs> I don't know with, with the Aussies down under. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I get, uh, I get emails from uh, California. Um, a lot of the New England states, just different, different, mm-hmm. different places. Uh, London, I've got quite a few responses from London. Right. Uh, but this uh, this uh, network is it's called Praise Radio, and they do uh, satellite, smartphone, and some on air. And it just it touches people. And people tell me sometimes people will just send me emails says, "Just want you to know, we're we're tuning in here in whatever country it is." Yeah. And then I get these e- emails from people that say, "Well, we just don't get this here." Wow. That little daily broadcast just touching people. Yeah. And people send me prayer requests and things like that. And see, that's a that's only a small percentage, Pastor. The the people that are seeing it in other countries that are being affected by it, the only a little you know this. I mean, we even saw that in the gospel where where only two came back and said thank you when they were healed. Right. Like you only get a certain percentage that, that'll reach out and say, Hey, by the way, your show touched me. The rest of them, it touches them. They're, They're there, there yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's is great. I don't. I don't know if you your podcasts when you when you say you put it out there on Libsyn. That's one of the the places that you put your podcast, and they they distribute it out all over the world. You can see a map to where it'll light up on the different places where they've seen it, and 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 it's so cool because you'll see these countries where the gospel is outlawed. Really? And you see that place, you see that country colored in, so to speak, you know, on the map. That's cool. And it's like, (laughs) that word got to those people who are so hungry for it because, you know, even with everything that's been going on in the last two years, we didn't think we would get to that. But, you know, and, and you don't want to get political, but persecution's out there. Sure. And it has come to this country as well in Canada and Australia. And so, and even if it's, uh, you know, in regards to a lockdown or a pandemic or thing, things like that, people are not able to go and fellowship. So they've got, you know, your show right. is hitting them somehow. The Holy Spirit's guiding them. Yep. And may it be so, may it increase evermore. Uh, and you'll see those countries light up you see those countries that, that would be interesting see, i've never seen that map yeah <laughs> it'd be interesting to see uh, but then again uh, i want to make sure that uh, 
it doesn't get to the point to where it becomes about me. No, (laughs) right. It's, uh, you know, it's a, but it's that it's, it's, you couldn't even reach those people. No. You know, it's, it's, we got the technology we're using, but we're also relying on the Lord and we're relying on the Holy Spirit Absolutely. to get those yeah. ears, get those people who are there to click on to either on their phone, like you right. said, that's probably the the main way that they're seeing it. I think so. Or listening to that's it. That's what I'm hearing people right. saying. And uh, people sometimes will send me an email saying, I just got a new X, mm, whatever. Yeah. And, and I can hear you loud and clear. Wow. And yeah, going, it, it sounds good. Yeah, that's. but it's amazing that, that, that this is happening, but the technology has made it to where we can do these type right. of things as such. You know, the old uh, pioneers of, of uh, Christian radio, you know, dealing with AM, but doing the best they could with it. And uh, we used to have a uh, a radio preacher that was open Bible, and uh, they were down in Largo. Waves of, called Waves of Truth, mm. and they broadcast out into the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've had students who have come from there to some of our Bible colleges and end up pastoring churches in the United States as a result of it. They were, they were radio pioneers in those wow. days. Shortwave. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, And I think they had on air and they were also doing the shortwave and it was going out and, and uh, touching people. In fact, we have a pastor by the name of Okan Obot mm-hmm. and he's here in America and doing a tremendous job and he's a, he's a product of, of that. <laughs> Can mm. you imagine such a thing? But they... They made the way yeah. for, for guys like like me, and uh, of course, to, to me, uh, it's a privilege. I mean, it really is to, to think Amen. that I'm I'm sitting here where we're sitting right now, usually by myself, doing, <laughs> this, doing this Saturday night gospel sing. Nobody else is in the room, but yet I know there's people listening all over the place, right? And that is so cool. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and and then, yeah. you know, I'll be someplace and somebody says, oh, yeah. And, they, they, and people seem to be intrigued by they want to know what I look like. Because I meet somebody and they say, well, I, now I get to put a face to the, yeah. to the voice. I'm going, well, I sure hope you're not too disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people always look different than they sound, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. from when you listen to that. And, uh, Isn't that yeah, amazing? It's interesting. It, it, I mean, I've, uh, Mark Levin, who, mm-hmm. who does, uh, everybody knows who Mark Levin is. I'd never seen him before. And I saw him, uh, my wife and I were traveling back from Kentucky, and we decided to get a, a room for the night, because I don't have cable television. And there he was. I said, that's sure not what I, I you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice looking man, but just wasn't what I expected right, to right. be. And you're right. Most people don't put a uh, face with a name. <laughs> so, the, so when they see it, they go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing about it is that, uh, especially when you get to handle the gospel, mm-hmm. to go out wherever it goes. And, of course, in my situation, I get to do the talk show and where we're just talking. And then the music show, I do a lot of talking. <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of talking. And I do a little preaching, and then mm-hmm. I play gospel music. So it doesn't get any better than that, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And then on the daily broadcast, it's just teaching the Word of God. Just let let God speak through it. And uh, usually when I get behind the microphone, I have a thought, but that's about it. And then said, Holy Spirit, you take this thing. And uh, sometimes I amaze myself. And how long is that daily broadcast? It's four minutes. Okay. It's actually four minutes. Yeah. You have to... To, it requires a discipline mm. to be able to get in and get out. 
Mm, yeah. Because, because, yeah, that's wrap for, up before for a preacher. Four minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I, actually, I actually pay for five minutes. Okay. But I have an intro and an outro. Right. So that takes a little bit of time. And so then, like, four minutes, you're in and you're out. But you have to, you know, like, if you're writing a letter, you got your intro, you got your body, then you got your outro or your exit. You got to right. do that real quick. <laughs> but right. uh, after, I think, uh, this is thousand fifty fourth talk show wow. uh, about the same with a daily broadcast because that's f- you know like if, if I say one thousand fifty four that's for a whole week of broadcast so you figure one thousand fifty four times five yeah yeah that, that's a lot of talking over mm-hmm. a, a lot of years of doing this but uh, and and I always tell people this I say whenever you do something for God it always ends up being more fun than you ever would have thought. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, because <laughs> you know I've, I've told you this before. I was I was out of it for twenty years. Just totally didn't do any radio for twenty years mm-hmm. after I'd been in it for a while, but I, it never really left my heart. Wow! But I always thought, well, someday, someday I'll get back. And finally, the Lord just kind of said, yeah, "I think it's time." Right, right. <laughs> so, now, but we're supposed to be talking about Paul Bass here. I'm not as in. Interesting, Pastor. No, I, I disagree with that. You see, shall we talk about the Hollywood days? Oh, yeah, the Hollywood days. <laughs> Most people don't know that uh, uh, Brother Paul Bass actually had an acting career. Yeah, for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was uh, – okay, so that that's something that I've always even – that that love has been in me to create stories uh-huh. and to perform – and I grew up with looking at, I would stay up late as mom and dad would go to bed. They didn't know I was up watching Johnny Carson. Okay. Ah. And uh, there was just, I just, I had a hard time sleeping, you know, and, and I've tried to personally as a, a an adult change that so that I can wake up in the mornings. But um, yeah, so I, I started a, I kept trying to start a, a Christian ministry for drama. Okay. And I would get my friends together. I had fun, I had funny friends, you know, just talented, funny, you <laughs> know. Kind of like me. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lord put us together for some reason. And uh, you ready to go on the road, Pastor? You know. Uh, so I started, you know, and I would sit down, but nothing would work out. You know, we'd sit and we'd brainstorm and I'd be like, come on, guys, let's do this. Let's put this, you know, because I really felt like I was supposed to act you know um but they didn't have the same vision they had talents and you know whatever but they didn't have that that same drive or that vision but i gave up on it i just said you know what and i and i finally i said lord must have been me and it must have been a crazy thought sorry i give up i'm i'm done and it was probably within that week when I'm randomly playing golf with a pastor and he says, do you know anyone who can take a scripture and a theme from a sermon and write and perform a skit on that? And I wasn't sure how to answer him because (laughs) I just told God I quit. Right. I said, and then I, and then I just felt like that little I don't know. Almost sometimes I'll feel like almost feels like God's smiling, you know, on me right, or something, right. you know. And it's like, 
a light turns on in my head and I said, yeah, I, I know somebody. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> that's what it was is I had to, I had to give him up. I had to give that dream up before he gave it to I me. I understand that perfectly. In his yeah. anointing. So we did, I, I, one other friend and, and I, I, I dragged him into it. And he's a very talented, very, uh, very smart guy. I like to surround myself with smart people. So I, uh, I, so we did. We, for just for a few years, we would almost every week, but it was probably, I would say out of four weeks in a, in a month, we'd probably do three of them where we would, he'd say, here's the scripture. Here's what I'm talking about. He wouldn't give us a whole lot more than that. And we would just sit down, have some like, barbecue turkey sandwich at a Woody's barbecue and big old iced tea and something came out of it, you know, <laughs> and every week we write that down and do it. So did that for a while. And I just, um, I said, you know, some, Oh, um, it was Kathleen's grand, my wife's grandmother at the time. She she said, I did one of the skits on video, you know, and I, I do characters, you know, and she said, you should go to Hollywood and you should ah, be in some ah. some movies and stuff. And I just looked at her and I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I had, the, I had the thought because I, but I never really knew how to do that uh-huh. when I was in my 20s. And, you know, this is like what you do, like uh, everybody says, they just like pack up and just get on a bus and go out there and, and starve for a while. <laughs> I had two kids and a wife, you know. And I was just about, I was on the door, doorstep of 40 years old at the time. And I said, yeah. Um, and I, I actually felt like I had been feeling that the Lord was going to do something like that. I've been going to the Biola ministry conferences. How am I going to influence or get into that world? So we said, you know what? Um, let's take a year and we'll be missionaries to Hollywood. To Hollywood. And I will, and I, I bought a book by a guy named Cullen Chambers, and it was about being an extra in movies. Okay. He has made a full-time living, because if you, if you have enough time, you can, you can become a full-time actor, no matter if you have any talent whatsoever. You'll be that background actor. And uh, he shows you what you do step by step. And so I took that book, and I made, made out a little plan, a little scheme, you know, and we went there, and in a year, I was doing improv on uh, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I was in a national commercial. I was in a bunch of national TV shows really? and some some movies. Some of it was extra. Some of it was background. Some of it, but some of it was, you know, this guy is new in the business and he's doing a music video, and so as um, there was a group. And their name was, uh, they had a song called Paper Thin Hymn. Um, and they were out of, out of, um, let's see, Lake, or, um, Winter Haven, Florida. Okay. And I was from Lake, Lakeland. Right. And actually Lake Wales at that time. So they're right next to each other, those towns. And so there I was in Hollywood in this guy's music video. He's the lead singer of this group. Uh, Anne Berlin was what, the name of the group. And he said, boy, you look 
can you believe this? This is somebody from Winter Haven and somebody from Pol- two people from Polk County, Florida, here in L.A. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm the background guy, like dressing up like a doctor in your video. There's a difference between the guy who's singing the song and the guy who's in the background. You know, yeah, but, but it was unique that you for the same area though. Yeah, it was, and it was also he was he was very down to earth. Very, it was a very cool moment, and that that director remembered me. And then picked me for another thing. And so I worked the whole time I was out there. Didn't make enough money to, you know, barely pay the bills. But, uh, so, so you know. So did you just get an apartment or something? Yeah, we got an apartment. And, and, and was Kathleen working? No. So, so you, you We did watch some uh, a little uh, baby for a girl, a single mom. So that you know, a for bit. a little bit. Yeah. But she didn't pay all the time so that was a what we, what we did the we sold our house in right at the top of the bubble in 2005 right at the end of 2005 and so we had made uh, a good little piece of money on the house and so we said you know what here's our scholarship okay so you set that aside to right to help you Right. Were, were you filling the to, cracks? To you, pay those bills, yeah. we put it in a couple accounts, a couple CDs, you know? And so... But it's amazing, though, that your your wife, she saw this vision with you? and Yeah. I it, mean, that, would, that would probably be, yeah, a good way to put it. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> like, she... I really didn't have to... It was interesting, because at that time, I really didn't have to convince her that much. I just said, I think the Lord wants us to go out there. I don't know for how long. Right. And I actually got, while we were riding out there, on our journey out there, the Lord gave me two nights in a row a dream that essentially said, you're not to stay here. Okay. Now, I do believe that we left earlier than we were supposed to because of the flesh thinking where are we going to get the money? You know, that type of thing where right. we say, you know, the as those funds started to dry up and we started thinking, well, we're never going to be able to buy a house here and this and that, you know, and we say, right. okay. And then voices from back home are saying, come back, <laughs> you know. So I think we left yeah. early and I think there was unfinished work to do there. But God is a God of grace. But and all love. this time, you you maintained your testimony. People knew who you were, what you believed, mm-hmm. and and you're you're in these studios with these people. Oh yeah, and, and uh, you 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 share the gospel by the life that you live and the, and the way you conduct yourself among people, and they people see this, and so you had that opportunity to to have that wherever you went. That the oh, possibility yeah. of people are seeing the gospel lived out by. This guy, this he's like everybody else. He's trying to get into movies. Or, or yeah. did, did you have any desire to maybe be in a movie? Or oh yeah, or, yeah. I, I, you know, the thing is, I, I know what I can do and what I can't do. And really, the the thing that I did on Sunset Boulevard, I did it some in another place as well. But I don't even remember where that was. That was back in, in the boonies. But improv. And, you know, I just threw out all the characters and the, 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 not just the skits that I did from the church and everything, but just, you know, I just always have made, you know, made characters and stuff. So, you know, kind of just ate it up, just enjoyed <laughs> it. And, and when I, you know, I'd go into a movie, but yeah, I, I definitely wanted to be in or on a movie and, and do that sort of thing. And I, in, I'll tell you what, is, is there's so much that, like, 
when we got right when we got out there they picked me because i'm bald for a, a spot you know and that's the thing is like someone who a lot of people do it when they retire they they're making x yeah, amount of money on their retirement yeah. and they go out there and they live in an rv yeah. and it's like they need people in their 80s and 70s and 60s and you know pretty soon i'll be there so you know maybe I'll, maybe that's when god will have me go back but you know, like you said, I'm sitting sitting there for a week on the set of Scrubs, and I ended up doing two weeks on on Scrubs. Um, talk to all of the main people that you see there and everything. Um, some people are a little more bold than I was, and I would literally hand them tracks and talk to them, you know, and things like that. And you're not, you know, you're kind of not supposed to, but they, right. you know, they figure, well, they'll just fire me or whatever. But I have sat there because you sit for hours and hours and hours and hours until it's your time to come on. So we sit there and I was at this table and there was an atheist on one side, an agnostic on the other side, and across from me was a Buddhist. Oh my goodness. And it's like, it's almost like one of those jokes, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a Christian and a Buddhist right. and, a, you know, walk into a, you know, walk into a set of scrubs, but, and we we're just talking and, and. You know, and the, the girl who was agnostic, she said, you know, there's something about you. There you go. She said, there there's, you go. This, yeah. there's this peace yeah. in your eyes, and I can sense it, you know, because the the guy who was the atheist started saying some really outlandish stuff about Christians and, you know, and, you know, it was really, it was really almost to the level of demonic. He said, you know, they should take away every Christian's child for wow. child abuse for, because for teaching them that <laughs> right, God exists, right. you know, that kind of thing. But we're just sitting there and just continuing to just talk and share. And, uh, you know, it was, like, I, I just said, this is why God sent me Sure, here is yeah. just, I hadn't had those a kind of experiences light in the darkness. And, and it wasn't me. Like you yeah. say, I, I just showed up. Yeah. You know now. Now you mentioned a, a show called Sunset Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, that's oh, one Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, one off of Hollywood Boulevard. But that was a show. Yeah, it was a it was an improv theater. Okay, I'm not. Familiar. Yeah, the Scrubs I'm more familiar with. That was a like a medical. Yeah, doc, that was a doctor a, thing. Yeah, a serial, and you and that was a um, you know a comedy. You know, yeah, sitcom. Yeah, I, th I think I did see that some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a big television person. Uh, my my speed is me TV because that Scrubs would probably be on me TV now. Yeah, it? maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, you know, uh, but I do remember that show. I, I did see it a few times. I don't know real well, but uh, but you say two weeks. So you played a character. I, Who was the character? I mean, what was the character? Well, the the first one I was a character. <laughs> I was. Um, one of the people on the show, you know, one of the patients who comes in got cancer. And yeah. so they said, you know, they're going to shave her head. So they did a whole gig where this girl's family all shaved their head to be, you know, in unity with her. And so they picked a bunch of people who already had their heads shaved, you uh -huh. know. And, uh, <laughs> and they put these... Just, I they put a Ted Koppel wig on me, and it was like I couldn't help but talk like this whenever, you know. It was just like 
this is horrendous you know <laughs> even even you know zach and the you know the lead actors there when we when they first saw us with these wigs they were like they started cracking up and they were like we cannot shoot the scene with it you know it looks so bad so they i'm like they're giving me a haircut <laughs> With a wig on. I'm like, I haven't had a haircut in years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it sounds to me like you were having fun. Oh, yeah. That. So, yeah. So, so you were on two different uh, weeks, but you were, didn't play the same character both times. Right. The second time, I actually played a, a um, Mooney. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they said we got these guys, you know, with their heads shaved, you know, and so they called most of us back and changed, you know, our All our right. outfit or whatever. And that time, I, I was the patient, <laughs> and they were in my, you know, and they were in a. It was just that was there were just a couple sh- short scenes of that where you know supposedly we were trying to make. Um, the other the other actor become one or whatever right. you know but uh, but once you did that did, did that spring off to more oh yeah yeah and you, just, so you know you put that you. on your resume and then you sure. go into the next thing and you know and things like that so yeah so now even though you had I guess you came back to Florida or did you go to no, yeah by way of South Carolina but okay. you know we we stopped in South Carolina and thought well, well let's let's see if this is the place for us because when you left California you didn't know what you were going to do next Mm-mm. you no. just said it was time to move on right and uh, of course you still got a family to feed. right <laughs> so 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 what happened after that well that was that was a tough time that was um, you know because first of all you know I had just done and I'm and I'll tell you that was the richest year it was such a you know, I mean it feels like it never stopped you know I also took some courses at at Biola University and it's just rich apologetic stuff you know with these really smart guys but I you know I got back from that. I'm like, now what? You know? Right. And even, like, there was one show where we were, our family, myself included, we were featured on this um, reality show. And it didn't even air till we were gone. Really? Yeah. So, that aired, like, on New Year's Eve. Wow. You know? And we were like, okay, we're in South Carolina. We're, like, uh, somewhere, and they've got New Year's Eve. And we're like, can we watch my show on here i'm you know i'm gonna be on here and and they so they turned it on and then a bunch of people would come to this it was outside at this restaurant people come where's the football game you know (laughs) and and, you know they're they're being real kind they're like well we kind of turned it for you know it was like it was funny because do you have videos of, of these shows uh yeah some of them i do Someday yeah. you have to show them to me. <laughs> yeah, some of them you, I may be too embarrassed Especially to show. Especially the one where you played the Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> now, 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 some people listen may not know what a Mooney is. That that, that was a cult, at the right? Time. Reverend right. Sun Young Moon, right? And his uh, followers, or right? <laughs> and you know what? I learned something that day too. If you, if you got time for it, sure. Um, because we we had someone who was on the crew, on the cast that was very new agey, right? And so they wanted everybody to do this like chant type thing. And I, I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'll dress up it because I'm not really being a, a Mooney. Right. But I'm not going to chant something. I don't want to chant curses and, you know, all right. that, you know. So it, it was fine because other people did it, you know. And plus I was in bed and I was supposed to be sick. So, um, but I asked the girl, I said, does it, because they were making fun of it. They were making fun of Moonies, you know, in the show. And uh, I asked the girl, I said, doesn't it concern you 
that they're making fun of it? Like, because I, I, if they were doing it, if they were making fun of Christians, sure, you know, I'd be, I'd have some sort form of offense, you know, right. I'd, be, I'd be grieved at least. And she said, no, she said because the words are getting put out into the atmosphere, and so, uh, and it really taught yeah. me something about it, like because. The enemy, like, sometimes doesn't matter as long as yeah. it's not Christianity, it's not the truth that's getting out there. Even though they're doing it and being silly, right. these words and this chant is going out there yep. into the atmosphere. He was the most subtle of all the creatures. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a thief and a liar, and he was then and he is now. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell everybody, you've been tuning in, uh, me and my brother Paul, we, we get talking and we forget that we're on radio. <laughs> and I, I apologize for that. But uh, this is a gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm the host. And uh, I get to do this every Sunday. And I just enjoy it immensely. Uh, my guest here, Brother Paul Bass, former uh, director of the t- Christian TV station for about nine years here. And we've just become friends over the years. Also, I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministries, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We are there in the Crescent Park Plaza. We start our services at 11.05 on Sunday morning. And our website, frcm.us. Check it out. Come visit with us. Bring the family. We love visitors. We love it when visitors come to worship with us. We'll make you feel welcome. And, uh, If you say, well, I don't know anybody. Well, you do now. You know me. (laughs) And I'm a friendly guy. Come visit with us. Freedom Road Christian Ministry. And if you want to find this show on the podcast, it's 1054. You can tune in and listen to it later. Share it with a friend. It'll be there sometime next week. So check it out. Brother Paul Bass is my guest. Today we have a new tradition here on the show. Every first Sunday, every first show of the year, you're right here, brother Paul, for one year straight. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we got it going now, don't we? But anyway, uh, it's been interesting. Just listen to your your journey a little bit here, and uh, and I love the fact that you have you determined you're going to live your faith. You know, that's not always easy to do when you find mm-hmm. your circumstances. My, my, I remember my sister-in-law said to me one time before I went to the Navy, she said, oh, you'll change when you get in there. And I said, no, I'm not. No, no I didn't. And uh, uh, the thing is, it, if, you, if you're living your faith and then you do something that's kind of the way it shouldn't be, I guarantee you they'll tell you about it. Mm. <laughs> and that's the way it was when I was on the ship. If I did something that a little off uh, off the track, man, those people who, who said they didn't believe, well, they sure remind me of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they keep me straight, see? Right. But the thing is, is that whenever you are determined you're going you're gonna to live your faith, you're not going to let things change you, people who are around you, they may seem indifferent to that. Until something happens in their life, mm-hmm. and then they know who to go find. Wow! Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find you out. So you're living in the Hollywood, California, Tinseltown, <laughs> <laughs> and you got all these people. You just described it to us a few minutes ago. You had a Buddhist there, you had an agnostic, uh, an atheist, and you living your faith in front of them, and you, and you don't even know the impact you may have had in their life. Yeah, I leave it up to the Lord. Yeah. But now, have you always been a man of faith? Did you grow up in church? Oh, I did, yes. Uh, tell us about that. 
I mean, you know, there's plenty of times that that uh, I am not proud of, and that's uh, you know, that's I, I came to a point in you know one time where you know I was I was introduced to the Lord by my mom. You know, my dad was a pastor, and you know, of course, mom a pastor's wife, and there she would she would witness to people in, you know, the grocery line and things like that and bring people over, you know, to have dinner and, you know, just travel to the other side of Miami to pick up somebody for church, you know, all that stuff, you know, right. uh, you know, but you know, when I was little, you know, little kid, I just remember kneeling down at the bed and, you know, she, her name is Mary and I, I call her my mother, Mary, you know, she brought <laughs> Jesus to me, about you know, uh, so, so, so you, grew, you know, you I grew, grew up, up in, in the church. You grew yeah. up in Miami. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where did Kathleen come in here? Uh, just many years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I met her when I was, I was, you know, we didn't get married till I was almost 31. You know, really? I was 30 years old. Yeah. Really? Right. So. Uh, well, where did you meet? You know, we had a mutual friend. They both came down to Florida, you know, and uh, Kathleen was moving to Florida okay. to live, you know, near her sister and everything like that. So, we, you know, we became friends and stuff like that. And, and where is she started. from? She is from northern, 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 northern New York. She's oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, just Messina, New York. And it's like just icicle capital of the east i guess you know now, i never really thought about her being from the north uh never even give it much of a thought but she has no idea how to even eat fried chicken pastor king oh, really? like you know just looks at it like what is this you know <laughs> like i i didn't know that 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 was a thing you know like so much less cooked fried chicken you know oh, it's like you, i did not know that you have to have southern in your genes to be able to just enjoy the uh, the beauty that is fried chicken. But uh, has she brought you over? Do you eat more like uh, her, her, where she'd come from? I doubt that. No. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, but now, uh, which way do the children lean? Are they more toward the, the northern well, way? Well, I'll tell you what, it's almost like neither. Um, it's almost more uh, international. Like, we... <laughs> We toy with, you know, you know, Mexican food and uh, Asian and, you know, we just, we kind of like turned it into more of a <laughs> smorgasbord, but if now, you will. But was she raised on a farm? No, she wasn't. Because she loves animals. Yeah. Um, you know, that came as we were married and we were looking at things and, you know, and we we're looking at raising our children. We just wanted some land and we wanted to, you know, especially when you're talking about milk and, you know, getting that fresh raw milk and everything like that. You know, I, just today I heard that that raw milk has glutathione in it, which helps, which can be can possibly help you with the covid. Really? Yeah. yeah. But the store-bought milk doesn't have that in it it's probably been processed out right yeah right yeah. and just today but those are that's just one of the, you know just yeah. so many benefits to the raw milk so that's where we started we started with like okay when we moved up to mississippi and we said okay here's a little bit of land too i think we only had like two acres and like what we have now and we got a little uh milk cow and uh boy once she started doing that she but, liked the not just the 
having that milk, she liked the process of it, uh-huh. which is not usual. Most and people, seven years into it, they give up. Yeah, but she loves the critters, too. She likes the critters. Yeah. She likes the, just the, the process of it. I, I don't know how else to describe it. She even even taking care of them, like giving them shots and oh, stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, well, you, I mean, you you do that, too. So Probably not as much as she does. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but to... to it was, did she grow up in a city? She well, no. They're smaller, smaller, smaller towns. Community. You know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing about it is that there's something about people who just love animals, mm-hmm. and, and we we bond. Yeah. <laughs> we just bond, and, and she does. She loves animals. I go go to your house, and she takes me out and shows me the goats and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And she said that she tore the fence down and rebuilt the fence. Yeah, and I said, "Well, where's Brother Paul?" He said, hey, "He's in the house." <laughs> Now in my in my house, it would be just the opposite. See, Tammy would be in the house. I'd be building a fence. I, I she I think she did that thing when I was sick. I don't remember. Oh, but, I um, see. Okay, I see. I go. But a lot a lot of things happen when I'm at work, and then sure. I come home, and it's like, what did you do? You know. Um, well, the thing thing is, is it there's just uh, that sense, you know, animal lover, such mm-hmm. as she is. So you all met. And then you said, well, okay, let's get married because something happened. You fell in love, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, then was she a believer when you – Oh, yeah. So so that helped bring the mesh, the relationship mm-hmm. as such. And uh, and then how long was it after you'd been married that you decided to go to Hollywood? I mean uh, – Well, t- 10 years. So you've been married 10 years. Yeah. So she – you'd been married long enough. She'd got to know you by that time. Right. Yeah, okay. So she knew you were sincere about yeah. what you were going to do. Yeah, I used to go to like in Orlando or Tampa. I would I would go and I write some really silly poem and then I would go to the coffee house at open mic night. Really? And uh, or a story yeah. and and read it, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, a couple times I took her. We did that once in Hollywood even when we went Years before that, we went on vacation there. But they, I, so your children are all kind of uh, dramatic, and I mean, they they do that sort of thing too. Have they, they picked this up? From you? They are they're certainly capable. Evelyn is an amazing actress. Um, actually, they're all good at that. Some of them don't have the the drive or the want to be in front of people. Uh, Molly sings and, and plays and Joelle as you know she dances and that's her stage but they have you know? the talent yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and of course we recognize these as being gifts I mean you did, you were just it's just happenstance God gave you these gifts to mm-hmm. be able to do and of course he'll lead us how to develop it as such and a lot of times people will something will prompt them to, to do something and they didn't even really know they had the gift Mm. Until they started doing it, and then all of a sudden it comes, it just comes out of them. You go, "Where'd that come from?" Well, God had put it there all the time, and now He finally found a way to get us to walk in that, mm-hmm. and, and to, of course, you know, whatever we do, we say, "Well, Lord, we, we want to do this as unto the Lord to be able to minister if it's if it's a dramatic or singing or or even a writing poetry, whatever it is. If God gave you that gift." that I would assume he would expect us to use it for his glory. Right. Because that's one of those talents that you're not supposed to take and hide it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was thinking that on the way over here yeah. today. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, I say this all the time. I said, well, how do you launch a dream? 
because this is a standard thing on the show. I said, how do you launch a dream? I said, well, you put one foot in front of the other and let God lead. It's amazing how he will begin to reveal things to you. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, I don't know. I'm not very talented. Well, you may not be in the very beginning, but he'll, he'll begin to give you the gifts or draw them out of you, and you'll be amazed at what God could do. Right. I'm always fascinated by that. Yeah. Well, I don't even think we have time to talk about it. So I got another episode for you, Pastor, is how he led me into running. Really? Yeah. So you're a runner. I am a runner. I know you were walking the other day when I was talking to you on the phone. Yeah. Well, I had to walk, so I wasn't breathing heavy in your your ear there. Like, who is this guy? But yeah, I slowed down a little bit so that I could speak to you in that way but yeah um, I was running at that time yeah you were mm-hmm and, uh, and I'm going to run a marathon this year Lord willing really yes well, how long 20, oh, 26 to uh, yeah that's a dumb question yeah, yeah. there is a, a one that's slightly longer that is kind of in that window of time that All I right. want to run a marathon but it's you know We'll see. Yeah, if it's if it's not a full marathon, then they would say a half, half marathon, marathon or right. a quarter marathon. Right. See, I didn't know this until recently. My VA doctor mm. is a runner. Okay, and uh, he's uh, I think he's from the Bahamas or somewhere, and he, he he talks low. He's a low talker, and he was trying to explain to me it's because my hearing is not the best. Mm. <laughs> so finally, he just goes, he leaves the room, and he comes back with this thing that he had printed off, and it was a story of marathon. Wow! The yeah, whole 20, yeah. How he died at twenty six mm-hmm. point. I never knew. I, I didn't know that, but it was fascinating to me to find that out. So when I said, "How long are you going to run?" I said, "That's a dumb question." Because <laughs> it, what is this? Twenty six point what? Two. Point six point two. That's yeah. He died at twenty six point two, and he was going to warn his village. Right. Right. And uh, to to uh, give the message that uh, the what is it the now I can't think of. The, it's in Greece. Yeah, somebody was about to attack. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, he ran like pretty much full out for that right, whole time. Right. And uh, you know, I've, there are a couple things that say that he actually—that's where the message was. And then he continued to run, and then he—that's where he dropped. And I don't that I just heard that this week when yeah. some, you know. So yeah. there's there's a couple variations yeah. of the how that ended. Well, I've you know. got the thing that the doctor yeah. printed out for me. Right, <laughs> and he, but he's a runner. And so, uh, I used to run a little bit years ago. Never, never anything like what you're talking about. Maybe three or four miles. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but it was in the neighborhood we lived in. You could spread out and you could go different ways. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to the new neighborhood we moved to here in Tallahassee, and it was all contained. And it was the same thing day in day out. I got right. bored. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I run trails. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But. You have to be careful because if you flinch wrong, uh, that's what happened to me. That, that's really the reason why I, I stopped. I'm just running, hmm. and all of a sudden I flinched, yeah. and I was all just stoved up. Wow. And, and I couldn't hardly move. And it took like weeks for me to recover from it. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> but how, you, you, have you done this consistently for a long time? I have done it for, uh, let's see. Six years now. Really? Yes. And, and, I, and I actually did it before that, but, um, you know, I took a, a break for a little while, but I didn't start running until I was well into my 40s. Really? 45. Uh, yeah. And that that happened. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's an amazing story. Like, it, it changed my life 
in more ways than I can even describe to you. I don't even know how much time you have, but I started when I had a really, a really, uh, I want to say, okay, I want to say a boss who was almost to the point of abusive. Like he was just hard to deal with okay and everybody deals with that and it's like you go home it's like i cannot quit this job because i have to feed her 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 her, you know that and and uh, so the lord so the lord led me to do two things first of all i can't do anything so what i did was i really identified with david in the bible saul david and so I started reading the Psalms out loud every single day, every morning, every night. And this guy was a runner and he would like, he would say stuff like, you're getting fat or, you know, he would say these weird things like, you know, and he would be like, you should go running with me. And I go, okay. And he didn't expect me to say yes. <laughs> and when I did, other people, you know, kind of whisper under the, what are you crazy? You know, <laughs> like you're going to spend time with him, you know, but I figure, what is it going to hurt? Because, like, it's so bad, you know? It can hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I started running with him. And, um, you know, and then from there, after a while, he softened up on me. And then he got to this point where he was like, well, he quit running with me. Uh-huh. Because he felt like how he was softening up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that military. It was kind of like that bravado kind of, you know. So I just kept running huh. and from that point. But once I got to Tallahassee, the Lord said, because I had slowed down or stopped, you know, and the Lord said, uh, you are a runner. Really? And he said, yeah. I want you to run. But what about knees, hips, all that sort of thing? How, how we do it? So I, I'm I run real uh, soft. Uh-huh. I don't run very fast. Although the first half marathon I did here in Tallahassee, somehow in my age group I got the first place, which was that you know I'm not looking for first place ever again until maybe I'm in like 85 or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> but um, you know I probably shouldn't have got that because you know. But anyways, um, yeah. And they're, it's great. It's it's fine. So now, do you get in your car and drive to a location? To start I do. Running? I go to Tom Brown Park or oh, I go to Lafayette Heritage Park. Oh, Either that's one of those. Going to Lafayette Park. The yes. Other day. Yes. <laughs> so you were running so you could go run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. I, I, in that time, I was. That's my long day that you talked to me. And I w- went from Honey, or uh, excuse me, um, from Hilltop Church through Tom Brown Park to oh Lafayette <laughs> and around the lake. Yeah, because I asked him, I said, is this something you want to be doing? I'll come pick you yeah. up. <laughs> I'm not running to, to the gas station with a red can in my hand. No, I'm the, the, running to I think be it's amazing. with the Lord. Yeah, it's amazing. I, and uh, I applaud you. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to join you, but I probably should. Well, <laughs> you never know. Don't say you never say never. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm blessed. It's the Lord has really, really. It's what I needed for Him to talk to me to for for Him to get me for Him to grab me and and speak with me for me well, to be might, alone. You might end up like Forrest Gump and have a bunch of people from the radio audience here joining you. <laughs> hey, we'll see. I hope. Hey, so far I've been solo the whole time. But I, what I, what I want to do is. I I have this goal of right now I'm on a virtual thing that's running across 
the length of Israel, across the width wow. of Israel. And so when I run here, it updates on the map of Israel where I am. So I'm going to run through Jerusalem virtually. Cool. But we'll have to pick this conversation yeah. up on the next time when Paul Bass comes back and visits with us on the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. But, Father God, we're thankful that uh, you give us this privilege just to talk about you and talk about what you're doing in your kingdom, Father God. We pray, Lord, that you would give us peace in this world, peace in Jerusalem, peace in Israel. Amen. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.